Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Thinking Spatially podcast series. The Thinking Spatially podcast series, where we think spatially across space, across time, and across scales, from local to global scales. Today's topic, political boundaries along lines of latitude and longitude. Political boundaries along lines of latitude and longitude. Along our theme on this podcast of why should I, the listener, care about this, the following comes to mind. Why should we care about political boundaries? Well, they really are fascinating, and they are geographical and spatial. Some political boundaries are along ridges. For example, most of the boundary around Switzerland or the Spain-France border along the Pyrenees. Some are along rivers or lakes such as part of the Slovakia-Hungary border along the Danube, or Lake Tengenyika between the Democratic Republic of the Congo and Tanzania. Others still are along prairies, ice sheets, or through forests. Some are in areas where almost nobody lives, such as the Libya-Egypt border. And some go right through densely populated areas, such as Belgium and the Netherlands. Some have been there for thousands of years. Others have been there for hundreds of years, or only decades, or even just a few years old. Some political boundaries are taken for granted and not really thought about, while others have long been very contentious even down to our present day. Political boundaries affect our day-to-day lives, who we pay taxes to, what products are available to us, where and how we can travel, how much freedom we have in our lives, where we can go to school, what profession can we choose, and so much more. Political boundaries have shaped historical events, and conversely, historical events have shaped political boundaries. Boundaries, by definition, mark specific areas, and areas can be physical areas, cultural areas, or a mixture of both. Indeed, boundaries can unite a people group or divide it. Remember my earlier statement that political boundaries are important, even in our 21st century world? Well, in each place bounded by political boundaries, somebody or a group of people seeks to establish and govern the rules of what happens in that space, how power is shared or not shared, and who can live and visit that space. Political boundaries are a human-made construct. Boundaries in the natural world have existed for as long as the Earth itself has existed. Mountain ranges, coastlines, divisions between biomes or ecoregions, rivers, and more. And remember, since we have a dynamic planet, those physical boundaries are in a constant state of flux. Indeed, political boundaries have been created by people to govern themselves as a nation, or to defend itself against others, or for other reasons. They are still relevant today. Indeed, sadly, people are dying today based on these political boundaries in Israel, Gaza, Ukraine, and elsewhere. I want to tell our listeners that there's even a branch of geography called political geography where people think about and conduct research into these and related issues, how political boundaries impact people, and how people impact political entities and boundaries. 
For this podcast, though, let's focus on ways you could think about boundaries and even explain their importance to a student, friend, or family member. Political boundaries are the product of migration, legislation, treaties, conquests, the spread of cultures, and stemming from other reasons. They, again, may be thousands of years old or just a few years old. They may be local, your city and county limits, for example, regional, your province or state, or national. Political boundaries are part of administrative boundaries and take many forms. Tax districts, voting districts, school districts, police precincts, library districts, water protection districts, local to national parks, military bases, indigenous reservations, wildlife sanctuaries, and many more. I think about what sort of pass or passport, if any, do you need to cross these boundaries? Where are you exempt from needing a pass or passport? Does it depend on where you are going from or to? Does it depend on where you live? You got it. Political boundaries continue to shape our everyday lives. Interestingly, some political boundaries don't follow physical or cultural divisions or lines at all, but rather another type of line that humans have constructed, and that is lines of latitude or longitude. In this podcast, I'm going to focus on political boundaries that happen to be not just close to a line of latitude or longitude because of happenstance, but actually those that are purposefully created on or nearly on a line of latitude or longitude. There are not very many of these around the world, in part because the global standard of latitude and longitude based on the equator and prime meridian really didn't become accepted and measurable until the late 19th century. Even the 38th parallel dividing North and South Korea is not exactly on 38 degrees north latitude. In Australia, though, a few state boundaries, such as between South Australia and the Northern Territory, good on you, mate, and New South Wales and Queensland, for example, are along lines of longitude. The most famous line in the world, and one of the longest national boundaries in the world, is the USA-Canada boundary, which closely follows 49 degrees north latitude. It runs from western Minnesota and Manitoba west to Washington and British Columbia. Within the USA, several state boundaries follow full degree longitude or latitude lines. Let's focus on latitude right here, including these four. 46 degrees north, forming the boundary between North Dakota and South Dakota. 41 degrees north, forming the boundary between Colorado and Wyoming and part of the Utah-Wyoming boundary, and part of the boundary between Colorado and Nebraska. How about 40 degrees north? That divides Nebraska from Kansas. 37 degrees north is actually the longest line of latitude, dividing Oklahoma and Kansas, Colorado-Oklahoma, Colorado-New Mexico, and Utah-Arizona. That's 37 degrees north latitude. It's very interesting and important to note that these state lines are not exactly on the lines of latitude. Why? Well, these lines were surveyed in the 19th century without modern equipment. They are close, sometimes only 100 meters or so away from the actual line of latitude they were intended to follow, but not exactly. So it's pretty impressive without GPS, without satellite imagery, without modern surveying equipment that these lines are actually pretty close to their intended lines of latitude. Rarely, but interestingly also, some political boundaries 
are along a line of longitude. Some, again, state boundaries in Australia are along lines of longitude between South Australia and Western Australia and between Queensland and South Australia and between Queensland and the Northern Territory. In the USA, some significant state lines follow lines of longitude, especially in the Western USA that was settled later than the Eastern USA. Five lines of longitude that are important state boundaries include the following. 102 degrees west longitude, forming the boundary between Kansas and Colorado, and part of the Nebraska-Colorado boundary. Another is 109 degrees west longitude, forming the Utah-Colorado boundary and the Arizona-New Mexico boundary, running over 1,000 kilometers. Wow! Another line of longitude that forms a state boundary is 103 degrees west longitude, the boundary between New Mexico and Texas. Another is 104 degrees west longitude, forming the boundary between Nebraska and Wyoming. Interesting. South Dakota and Wyoming, South Dakota and Montana, and North Dakota and Montana, running for hundreds of miles. Another is 111 degrees west longitude, the boundary between Wyoming and Utah, and between Wyoming and Idaho, and a small piece of the boundary between Wyoming and Montana near Yellowstone National Park. The last significant longitude line that's also a state boundary is the western boundary of Utah at 114 degrees west. Now there are other state boundaries in the USA that are fairly straight, but they are not full degrees of long longitude lines. These include the Minnesota-South Dakota boundary. That looks like a straight line of longitude, but it's not a full degree longitude line. There's also the Indiana-Illinois boundary, which is also a pretty straight line, but it's not a full degree line of longitude. Now, notice we've been chatting about the USA and Australia. Why do some of those provincial or state boundaries follow lines of longitude or latitude? Well, the USA and Australia were divided up politically after most of the rest of the world. So drawing those lines to some people had logic to them. We can have a debate about whether they should have been along a watershed boundary or mountain range or something else that might have made more sense, especially in our managed watershed times that we're living in in the 21st century. But back in the 19th century, they were more free to use lines of latitude and longitude, and it made sense to those drawing those lines to do so. There are some fascinating places around the world where the combination of physical and political boundaries also make for some truly odd spots. Look at the complicated boundary, for example, between Belgium and the Netherlands. There are some pieces of Belgium inside the Netherlands. There are pieces of the Netherlands inside Belgium inside the Netherlands. There's also this, a piece of Switzerland completely surrounded by Germany. Point Roberts, or sorry, Port Roberts, Washington, is a piece of the United States that actually is cut off physically from the rest of the USA because the 49th parallel goes straight across from, again, as I mentioned, Minnesota all the way to the Pacific Ocean. So check out Port Roberts, Washington, for example. You've got to go inside Canada to get around to Port Roberts, Washington, unless you fly there. How about Angle Inlet, Minnesota? That's a piece of Minnesota that you have to drive into Canada to reach because of the the lakes and the lake shores up there. There's also a Vermont-Quebec border where the national boundary runs right through town. That's another fascinating one. Now, many of the listeners of this podcast probably know about the four corners in the USA, where four political 
entities, New Mexico, Colorado, Utah, and Arizona, come together. And you can stand putting one hand in Utah, one hand in Arizona, one foot in Colorado, and one foot in New Mexico on that four-corner spot. But you can also stand in three countries at the same time on a spot where Austria, Slovakia, and Hungary join. Oh, these interesting borders could make for another whole episode in the Thinking Spatially podcast. Let's save some more of those for another episode. So uh, suffice it in this podcast to let me sum up by saying the following. Political boundaries matter. They are a part of our world that is here to stay. They serve important purposes of organizing our societies. They are often contentious, fought over, and they may move over time. But there are some that are along lines of latitude and longitude that are pretty fascinating to look up on any sort of mapping package that you might use. Google Maps, Axis Maps, ArcGIS Online, and others. Geography, or spatial thinking, gives us an important and interesting lens to understanding these political boundaries. I wish to note that in this podcast, I'm only focusing on certain political boundaries that are close to and were intended to be along a full degree line of longitude or latitude. Discerning listeners may point out another fairly long line that I am leaving out of the main narrative, but I'm going to mention it here, and that is the north-south boundary between Nevada and California. Not the diagonal one, but the one that basically runs from Lake Tahoe up to the Oregon border. That is very close to 120 degrees west longitude, and indeed, the Nevada-California border right there was intended to be along 120 degrees west. I wanted to mention that for those that were thinking about this in a spatial sense, which is what I'm always encouraging on this podcast, and I appreciate you folks listening to this podcast. Go out there and be spatial. That is today's topic, political boundaries with a specific focus of political boundaries along lines of latitude and longitude. Remember, full degree lines of latitude and longitude.